You are listening to Living for the Cinema with Jeff Gershon. I am a cinema enthusiast of all genres, here to discuss with you one film every episode. The good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique. And just as a warning, these films might be in theaters now, or they may be from 10, 20, 30 years ago. But regardless, there's a strong possibility that I will be revealing spoilers. I might give away the plot or the ending in this review, so just be warned. We are here to discuss Platoon, which came out in 1986 and was directed by Oliver Stone. In 1967, Oliver Stone was a combat infantryman in Vietnam. During his tour, he received a bronze star for gallantry. Ten years later, in Hollywood, he was picking up an Oscar for the screenplay of Midnight Express. Now he has another story to tell. A movie that grew out of his own experience. Stone has come a long way from Vietnam, but he has not left it behind. The first real casualty of war is innocence. The first real movie about the war in Vietnam is Platoon. It stars Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, Tom Berenger, Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, Francesco Quinn, Kevin Dillon, John C. McGinley, and Corey Glover. The genre would be war drama. Happy 35th anniversary to a film that many, myself included, would consider one of the most effective war movies ever created, and possibly even the definitive movie about the Vietnam War, though it has a lot of competition. Oliver Stone's reputation as a firebrand personality has mutated in so many directions over the past several decades that it's easy to forget that he first became, quote, Oliver Stone by actually directing very personal films, like this one, which was loosely based on his own experience serving in Vietnam. Platoon has become one of those seminal films based on real-life events where its legacy as a film has become just so enmeshed with its subject, like Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List or Malcolm X, All the President's Men, or even Oliver Stone's own JFK, which we reviewed last week, and check out that review, that it's become virtually impossible to critique these films without drifting into in-depth discussion about the subject matter that they are presenting us with. And to me, like JFK, though that film was much more speculative— that's one of this film's strengths. This is often a brutal film, but it's never cold. Stone wants us to feel scared and angry right alongside these characters, especially Charlie Sheen's Taylor, of course, who is our main protagonist, as he also narrates much of the story via letters that he's writing home to his grandmother. Somebody once wrote, hell is the impossibility of reason. That's what this place feels like, hell. I hate it already, and it's only been a week. Some goddamn week, Grandma. The hardest thing I think I've ever done is go on point three times this week. I don't even know what I'm doing. A gook could be standing three feet in front of me and I wouldn't know it. I'm so tired. We get up at 5 a.m., hump all day, camp around 4 or 5, dig a foxhole, eat, then put out an all-night ambush or a three-man listening post in the jungle. It's scary because nobody tells me how to do anything because I'm new. Nobody cares about the new guys. They don't even want to know your name. Charlie Sheen is really good in this. This might even be his best performance. But the two powerhouses of this film are clearly Willem Dafoe as Sergeant Elias and Tom Berenger as Sergeant Barnes, basically the two officers who most influenced Taylor. They are the angel and devil, each figuratively sitting on Taylor's shoulders throughout the story. All right, Sergeant, who do you want on ambush? Elias, you take your squad out. 
Warren, you stay in, but I need Texan Junior from your squad. Roger that. Okay, move out in two zero mics. I thought it was O'Neill's turn tonight. No, 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 no. Tubbs and Morehouse are short. Pew Shang's going on an R&R &R tomorrow, and you want to send them out on an ambush? Uh-uh, you got the fresh meat, buddy. They don't know shit, Barnes, and chances are we're going to run into something. Think about it. That's just great, Bob. And what do you want me to do? Send one of my guys out to get zapped so some lame-ass just in from the world can get his beauty sleep? Nah. Hey, O'Neill, take a break. You don't have to be a prick every day of your life, you know. Elias, get your men ready. Both characters are shown to be heroic at times, and both are given monologues to express their worldviews in very clear-cut fashion. It's probably a valid criticism towards Stone, who also wrote this, that the POV he presents in Platoon is pretty much siding with Elias's character, who is still clinging to the notion that he and other American troops would lose their humanity if they just started to see the locals, the VC, the Viet Cong, and everyone else around them as less than human, whereas Barnes has abandoned that in an effort to simply survive. This film has a point of view, and it's a passionate one at that. I can completely understand how someone who disagreed with Stone's ideas about the Vietnam conflict would find it difficult to engage with this film. It's a beautiful night. Yeah. I love this place at night. The stars. There's no right or wrong in them. They're just there. That's a nice way of putting it. Barnes has got it in for you, doesn't he? Barnes believes in what he's doing. And you? You believe? In 65? Yeah. Now. Now. What happened today is just the beginning. We're going to lose this war. For me, it comes down to the execution. And this film works on every level. All of the jungle locations look convincingly beautiful and menacing at the same time, thanks to amazing work from DP, director of photography, Robert Richardson, who would also go on to be cinematographer for several Scorsese and Tarantino films, in addition to other collaborations with Stone. And the rest of this stacked cast is simply stellar, with small but memorable performances from several actors who would eventually go on to become bigger names, like Forrest Whitaker, Johnny Depp, Keith David, and John C. McGinley. There is also standout work from Francesco Quinn in one of the trickier roles as Ra, who's a fellow platoon mate of Taylor's, and he's about as close as you can get to a more nuanced mentor for Taylor. His worldview is kind of between Elias's and Barnes. And anyway you cut it, Barnes is a fucking murderer. Right on. Taylor, I remember when you first came in here, telling me how much you admired the bastard. I was wrong. Wrong? You ain't never been right about nothing. And dig this, you assholes, and dig it good. Bond's been shot seven times. And he ain't dead. Does that mean anything to you, huh? Bond's ain't meant to die. The only thing that could kill Bond's is Bond's. Platoon is one of the best films of the 80s. It's one of Stone's best, and certainly still deserving of every Oscar it would win at the time, including Best Picture. Whether you agree with its politics or not, this is still a film worth revisiting. And that brings me to the categories. The first category would be Best Needle Drop. This is the best song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film, because music is essential to film. 
George Delarue's score for Platoon is very affecting, even if we do hear the same themes often repeated. One recurring musical theme, which is used throughout the film, is the modern classical piece Adagio for Strings, composed by the legendary Samuel Barber in 1936. This is just a gorgeous piece of music, and apparently it was even voted by one British classical music society back in 2004 as the, quote, saddest classical work ever. Now, no doubt, it is haunting with its soaring strings. It's utilized to punctuate many a haunting scene in Platoon, but never more so than during that indelible slow-motion image of watching Defoe's Sergeant Elias being shot to death from behind. That brings me to the next category, which would be wasted talent. This is the most underutilized talent involved with the film. Among this large cast of up-and-comers, nobody is really wasted. But this category in this particular instance is just more of a what-if. Now imagine my surprise this last time watching this, that one of the more prominent cast members was actually Corey Glover, who plays Private Francis. He's one of Taylor's mates who harrowingly survives in a foxhole with him during the climax. And yes, this is the same Corey Glover who was the lead singer of 80s rock band Living Color at the time. Crazy. I happen to really like that band too, especially their 1988 album Vivid, featuring one of the seminal anti-establishment rockers of that decade, a little song called Cult of Personality. Remember that one? Considering that he acted in Platoon just a couple of years before that first seminal album, it's hard to know which direction I would have preferred. I guess he just became more committed towards becoming a rock star after this. But he's genuinely good in Platoon, especially during some of those intense closing sequences. Who knew that it was the same guy? Fuck, we got one. The die! The die! Get the fuck out of the hole! Move! Get the fuck out of there. Let's go. Come on, motherfucker. Be cool. Be cool. They're scared, man. They're scared. Oh, they're scared, huh? What about me, man? What about me? I'm sick of this fucking shit. Come on, motherfucker. Move. And that brings me to the trailer moment. This is the scener moment that best describes this movie. Now, my personal choice for this category is actually a moment which is very peripheral to what most would consider the most obvious trailer moment, the poster moment. It's that indelible image of Willem Dafoe's Sergeant Elias, who had been running desperately in a sudden open field where he can be seen overhead by his compatriots fleeing by helicopter, suddenly stopped in his tracks by excessive gunfire from behind. And as we see him falling, wincing in pain, he waves both of his arms upward. The static image of him falling back with his arms up in the air has become the iconic image for this movie. It's featured in all the posters and all the advertising. However, to me, the key moment of this film is just about five minutes before that in a key silent face-off scene between Defoe's Elias and Beringer's Barnes. 
Elias has volunteered himself to go out to do reconnaissance for the rest of the platoon while they wait for an airlift as they know a significant force of Viet Cong are headed their way, which will likely overpower them. Elias has been out there a while, and Sheen's Taylor, who by this point really looks up to him, he volunteers to go find him because he's getting worried. But instead, Barnes insists on going there himself. And by this point, both of these officers, Elias and Barnes, have been at loggerheads, especially following a dicey village incident when Barnes was close to shooting a prisoner's mother to make him talk. There have been accusations and a couple of shouting matches, but at the end of the day, Barnes and Elias are on the same team, or so we thought. We see the silent buildup of them both heading towards each other from opposite directions within the jungle, when suddenly they both spot each other from about 15 feet apart, and they lock eyes with their weapons aimed forward. Both of them then lower their weapons, and then Elias flashes a smile of recognition to Barnes. We then see Barnes's face tighten as he aims his weapon at Elias, and we see a close-up of Elias's eyes as it dawns on him what's about to happen. Barnes then shoots him twice in the chest. Now, I cannot imagine the shock of seeing this for the first time in a theater, but it's a powerful moment. It's a heartbreaking moment, even though we kind of see it coming. This film takes on a more urgent tone from that point forward as Taylor, who is Sheen's character, realizes what has happened to his friend and tries to figure out what he needs to do. Last is dead. Fall back with the platoon. Keep going. He's dead? Yeah. Yeah, he's back there about 100 meters. You saw him? Where? He's dead. There's gooks all over the goddamn place. Get moving. The final category would be MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. As was the case with another review I've done recently for JFK, which I would encourage you to check out, Platoon is undoubtedly 100% Oliver Stone's movie. It's an extremely personal story for him as he served two tours in Vietnam and after returning home, spent more than a decade trying to get this film made with a screenplay that he started working on back in the early 70s. And deservedly, Oliver Stone won the Oscars for both Best Director and Best Original Screenplay for this film. The film also won Best Picture that year as well. If you rewind back to the mid-80s, just about 10 years after U.S. involvement, quote, officially ended in Vietnam, the success of this film just sent huge shockwaves felt for years to come. Not only did it set the stage for Stone himself to direct two more films to complete his, quote, Vietnam trilogy over the next several years, including the excellent Born on the Fourth of July, which he also won the Best Director Oscar for, and the solid Heaven and Earth, but it also helped spawn a load of other films relating to Vietnam and American veterans of that war, including Casualties of War, In Country, Good Morning Vietnam, and Full Metal Jacket. Well, that last one is questionable, as Stanley Kubrick had been working on Full Metal Jacket for years before, but apparently even the creative direction of that film was influenced by the success of Platoon, resulting in more scenes taking place in actual Vietnam. And beyond just influencing cinema, the success of this film financially, critically, and of course from an awards perspective, it helped change the national conversation regarding our involvement with the Vietnam conflict. And it's not as if seminal films about this conflict had not been released before Platoon. We had The Deer Hunter, Coming Home, Apocalypse Now, and yes, those first two Rambo, First Blood movies as well. But after the release of Platoon, there was now greater acknowledgement of the futility of our American involvement in the Vietnam conflict, along with the lessons that we should learn from it moving forward. This is not to say, of course, that we have heeded every lesson. Yeah, I don't need this shit. I am reality. There's the way it ought to be, and there's the way it is. 
Lias was full of shit. Lias was a crusader. Now, I got no fight with any man that does what he's told. And when he don't, the machine breaks down. And when the machine breaks down, we break down. My rating for Platoon would be five stars out of five. 35 years after it first took the world by storm, Platoon remains a landmark movie, which I cannot recommend highly enough. And if you're looking to watch Platoon, it's currently streaming on Prime and Roku. And that ends another combative review. Please like, subscribe, and share the Living for the Cinema podcast, and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema. Living for the Cinema.